0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والصلاه والسلام على الله محمد وعلى وصحبه الله لنا ولشيخنا محمد بن عبد الله I <تصفيق> didn't أنت تحكم بين shahada فيما to فيه to Mobaina Ibaidika female canoe for you to the phone. If any of وإذا, فاتته وإذا فاته قضاء ويستحقه أن يكون عند الصباح والمساء ما ورد وكذلك عند النوم والانتباه ودخول المنزل والخروج منه وغير ذلك والتطوع في البيت أفضل وكذا الإصرار به إن كان مما لا, يش... لا تشرع له الجماعة ولا بَاسٌ بالتطوع جماعة إذا لم يتخذ عادة ويستحط الاستغفار بالسهر والإغفار منه ومن فاته تحجده قضاه قبل الظهر ولا يسح تطوه من مطجع وتصنو صلاة الظهى ووقتها من فروج وقت النهي إلى قبيل الزوار وفعلها إذا شد الحر أخطر وهي ركعتان وإن زاد فحسنا
1: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وعلى كل شيء قدير ونشهد ان محمدا عبد الله وخليله ورسوله ارسله رحمه للعالمين فبلغ الرساله وعد الامانه ونصح للامه وجاهد في الله حق جهاده صلوات الله وسلامه عليه ورضوانه جل وعلا على صحابه محمد اولئك القوم الذين امنوا به وخالفوا عشائرهم وقبائلهم وصاحبوه وهاجروا معه واليه وجاهدوا معه وبعده وحملوا دعوه هذه الحنيفيه السمحه حتى بلغوها لمشاريقي ما أمكن وما فاللهم ارض عنهم وارضهم واجعلنا جميعا من محبيهم المترضين عنهم المقتدين بهم وامقث كل من يعاديهم أو يبغضهم بمعرض يقول هو ان شاء هذا في دعاء الاستفتاح الذي اول ما يبدا الانسان في صلاته يحسن ان يكون منازما لدعاء الاستفتاح منهما سبب مما ورد في الصحيح سبحانك اللهم بحمدك الى اخره او اللهم أبعد ديني وبين بين خطائي كما بعثت بين مسلك مغرب الى اخره و الصحيح الى غير ذلك قال وان شاء يعني دعى بهذه الالفاظ بان يقول اللهم رجب رب جبريل واميكائيل واسرافيل فاتر السموات والارض عالم الغيب والشهادة انت تحكم بين عبادك فيما كانوا فيه يختلفون اهدني لما اختلف فيه من الحق باذنك انك تهدي من تشاء الى صراط مستقيم إنها بذق اللهم رب جبريل وميكائيل وإسرافيل هؤلاء أهم رؤوس الملائكة عليهم السلام هذا جبريل هو الذي ينقل وحي من الله جل وعلا إلى أنبيعه الرسول إلى آخره قال فاطر السنوات يعني منشئ السنوات خالقها عالم الغيب والشهاد يعني يطلع على ما يراد إخفاعه وما يستعلن به لا يخفى عليه جل وعلا شيء مما يعمله الخلق بل ولا ما يفكرون به لأن الله يعلم السر ما يسر من القول والعمل وأخفى يعني ما لا يتكلم به الإنسان من جنه في قلبه ولم يتحدث به ومع ذلك يعلم الله جل وعلا يقول أنت تحكم بين عبادت فيما كانوا فيه يختلفون. يعني الله جل وعلا هو الحكم العدل لا يظلم ويعفو جل وعلا يقول عندما يقول هذه الجمل اللهم علم مضع الشعر إلى آخر يقول اهدني لما اختلف فيه من الحق بإذنك إنك تهدي من تشاء إلى صراط مستقيم يعني من شاء الله جل وعلا أن يصده عن الشر وأن يصرفه إلى الخير فهو جل وعلا الفعال لما يريد لكن الله جل وعلا رح لما خلق الثقلين الجن والإنس أودعه قوله بالتفكيرا ومنحهم القدره على التفكير وبين لهم هذا الكون ما هو وهذا الكون لا يوجد نفسه بل له موجد الى اخره يقول ويستنى ان يستفتح تهجده يعني اول ما يدعو يسال ربه عندما يثني على الله بانه رب كل شيء وعنه خالق كل شيء وعنه الذي يحكم بين العباد عندما يثني على هذا الثناء يسأله اهدني لمقتل فيه من الحق بالإذنك الإنسان لا يهدي نفسه الله يقول إنك لا تهدي من أحب وإنما الإنسان يسأل ربه هدايا لأنه يسن أن يستفتح تهجده برفعتين خفيفتين كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يفعل ذلك في صلاته الليل يصلي ركعتين خفيفتين ثم يصلي ما اراد ان يصلي وكان ربما قرأ 100 ايه او اكثر بالركعه الواحده تقول عائشه لما تقل صار يجلس حتى اذا تقي على الركوع أربعين ايه أربعون ايه وكذلك قام وعتم قالوا يسالني ان يستفتح تهويده برفعتين خليفتين ثم قال وان يكون له تطوع يداوم عليه واذا فاته قضاه انظر يا اخي انظر ايها المستمع هل انت تتخذ قدرا من الصلاه في الليل ثم تحرص على أن تتعاهده في كل ليلة تصليه إذا لم تيسر لك الاستيقاظ آخر الليل تصليه في أول الليل المهم أن تحرص عليه وهذا القدر أقله ركعة واحدة لكن ينبغي أن لا تكون من أشد الناس بخلا في هذه العبادة لا إذا أمكن تصلي خمس ركعات أو سبع ركعات في الليلة أو تزع ركعات أو إحدى عشرة أو ثلاث عشرة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في تهجده الخاص ما يزيد على ثلاث عشرة ركعة ركعتين خفيفتين ثم إحدى عشرة ركعة إذا فرض أنك اعتدت هذا الشيء وجعلت من نفسك إلتزاما في كل ليلة تصلي مثلاً 11 تركها أو تزعل حسب ما تيسرت ما ترغب ثم شغلت أو غلبك النوم فلم تستيقظ إلا وقد طلع الفجر هنا لا تصليها لكن انظر إذا طلعت الشمس ارتفعت قدره فاحرص على ان تقضي ما فاتك في الليل في النهار الا ان النهار لا وثرا فيه الذي قال يقضيه من النار ثنتا يصلي ثنتا عشرة ركعة هذا الذي عادته ان يصلي الذي عادته ان يصلي احدى عشرة ركعه فلما فاذا حصل له انشغال أو نوم أو مريض أو ذلك من العوائق وما أكثر العوائق على ابن آدم فليصلي يقضي هذا التهجد الذي كان اعتاده في الليل ينبغي أن يقضيه في الضحى إذا طلعت الشمس إذا كان يمكنه ذلك وارتفعت غير أو في منتصف الضحى المهم أن يحرص على مبادرته قبل أن يقوم قائم الظهيره الذي هو وقت كراهية التعبد بالصلاة، وهو إذا وقفت الشمس على الصعود تمكث فتره قليلة، ثم تبدأ بالنزول. قال يستحب أن يكون عند الصباح، وأن يكون له تطوع يداوم عليه. ففكر إن كنت في ملتز من هذا فيما مضى فاحرص على المداومة وإن لم تكن التزمت به فكر ماذا تجعل هل تستطيع أن تجعل خمس رفعات في كل ليلة افعل الأفضل في ذلك أيضا أن يطيل الواحد القيام عيسي الصليع الركع في قراءة الفاتحة وأخصر السور لا أنه ذكر أن طول القنوت أفضل ومعنى طول القنوت طول القراءة وإذا علمنا أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ربما يقرأ سورة من دوات حميم في ركعة واحدة احرص على أن ترسم لنفسك خطة تلتزمها مدى حياتك إن شئت 11 أو 13 ركعتين خفيفتين ثم على حسب ما تريد ثم توتر بركعة وإن فاتك به الضحى، احرص على الالتزام لعل الله أن يوافقك ثم إن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أخبر أن صلاة الليل أفضل من صلاة النهار. يعني التطوع في الليل أفضل للتطوع في النهار قال لو يسنوا أن يستفتح ركعتين خائفتين كان النبي يفعل ذلك قال يستحب أن يقول عند الصباح والمساء ما ورد يعني أذكر الصباح يحرص عليها يعني اتخذ كتابا فيه الأذكار وينظر ما يقال عادة في الصباح منها اللهم بك أصبحنا وعليك توكلنا وإليك أمامنا إلى آخره وهو يقول في المساء بسم الله جل وعلا في الصباح ويقرم ما يحفظه من الأذكار مهما كانت قصيرة ففيها خير كثير قال والتطوع في البيت أفضل يقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أفضل الصلاة ما كان في البيت إلا المكتوبة. يعني النوافل في البيت أفضل هي إضاءة للبيت وعمارة له وهي صيانة له من عبث الشياطين فيه. وينبغي الواحد إذا كان يصلى في البيت إذا لم يكن معه أحد. او لا يتاذى بقراءه احد ان يقرا بصوت يسمعه من يكون حوله ينبغي ان يقرا قراءه ليست سريعه لكن لا يتعاطى ما يحرص القراء عليه من المد الزائد والإمعان في الاخفاء او الاظهار او الغنى لا يقرا قراءه معتدله لا تخلف فيها لكنها ليست لهذا كهذا الشعر قال وكذا إصرار به ان كان مما لا تشرع له الجماعة يعني لا يخبر كل الناس أنا والله صليت البارحه عشر ركعات او لا يتحدث بذلك لكن ان كان في معرض الترغيب أن يرغب الناس من بالعمل يقول نعم أنا أمركم بشيء أنا أعتاده يقول أفضل الصلاة ما كان في البيت إلا المكتوبة الرواتب الراتب التي قبل الصلاة قد يصعد الواحد أنه يصليها في البيت لأنه يحب أن يكون من السابقين بالحضور إلى المسجد لكن إذا انتهت الصلاة يحسن إذا ما حش أن ينسى أن يذهب ويصلي الراتبه التي بعدها الصلاة في المنزل تطهيراً للمنزل وتنوير له وأخلم بما أرشد إليه رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من قوله أفضل الصلاة ما كان في البيت إلا المحفوظة يجوز للناس أن يصلوا جماعة مثلا في ضحى او في ليل في نافله لكن لا, لا يتخذ هذا عاده مستمره حتى يظن من لا يدري ان هذا من الواجبات لا النبي صلى نافله في المنزل مره صلى عثمان رضي الله عنه قال اني انكرت بصري احب ان تصلي عندي في موضع نتخذه مصلى فحضر النبي اليه وحضر معه ناس وصلى بهم النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ركعتين يقول انس صلينا صليت خلف النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم انا والغلاء مرضشان والعجوز خلفنا ام انس جماعه المراه صلت منفرده يعني لا يصحى تصف الجنب للجأة ولو كان ولدها أما لو كان اهل امرأة صلت النساء صف يقول وأخذ إِسْرَاضُ بِهِ إِنْ كَانَ مِمَّا لَا تُشْعَ لَهُ جَمَاعًا وَلَا بَأْسَ بِالتَّطَوُّعِ جماعه إذا لم تتخذ عادة يعني لا بأس أن يجتمع عدد في المنزل فيقترح أحدهم أن يصلوا نافله صلاة عضوحا جماعة فيقومون ويصلونها لأمهم أحدهم لا حرج في ذلك لكن لا يلتزمون هذا ويجعلون هذا كأنه سنه سنه النبي للناس الذي يستمر عليه لأن هذا خلاف صلاة التراويح لأن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم سنها وصلى بالناس ليلتين ثم تركها في الثالث مخافة أن تُفرض عليهم فهو صلى الله عليه وسلم كما وصفه الله بالمؤمنين الرؤوف الرحيم قال ويستحب الاستغفار بالسحر والإكثار من أن استيقظ في أول الصباح يحسن تستعيد بالله من الشفار الرجيم وتحمد الله جل وعلا الذي خذك ثم تكثر من الاستغفار لأن هذا الوقت وقت كريم الله أثنى على المستغفرين من عباده المستغفرين للأصحاب قال ومن فاته وتأجده قضاه قبل الظهر ولا يصح التطوع من مغفجر هذه فيها صعوبة يعني يمكن يصح لأن النبي قال صلِّ قائداً فإن لم تستطع صلِّ قائداً فإن لم تستطع قائداً فإن لم تستطع فعلى جنب فإذا صح أن يتنفّر الواحد على جنبه إذا شق عليها القيام فلحرج في ذلك. <تصفيق> و تسن سنه الضحى وقتها من خروج وقت النهي الى قبيل الزوال سنه الضحى تبدا عندما تطلع الشمس لان من صلى الفجر من هي بعد الصلاة هي بعد الصلاه ان يتطوع بنافله الا في استثناءات كان يطوف بالبيت فيصلي ركعتي في الطوارئ كأن دخل على الناس المسجد الذي صلى الذي يصلي الناس فيه وقد صلى في بيته أو في مسجد يتقدم بالصلاه إذا دخل وأقام الصلاة فهو معهم يصلي معهم تكون له نافلة لذلك أمر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أنا وقتها وقت صلاة الظهر من طلوع الشمس رفعها إلى قبيل الزواج. لأنه عند الزوال عندما تقف الشمس عن الصعود وهو موقف الزوال وهو قائم الظهيره يكون دخل وقت النهج وهو قليل المدة وفعله إذا اشتد الحر أفضل النبي لما ذكر صلوات النوافل الضحى النبي أخبر أن صلاة الضحى تعدل بذل ستين وثلاثمائة صدقة ما من واحد يصبح في كل يوم إلا وقد وجب عليه أن يبدل 360 صدقة لما قال الصحابة وليس كلنا يجد ما يتصدق به قال عليه السلام إن بكل تكبيرة صدقة وبكل تهليلة صدقة وكل تحميدة صدقة وكل سسليحة صدقة وعمر بالمعروف صدقة ونهي عن المنكر صدقة وإزالك كلا أبعا عن الطريق صدقة ارشادك الضال عن الطريق إلى الطريق صدق وعانتك من عجز أن يحمل مثاعة وساعدته حتى يضعه فوق نفسه ويحمله صدق وخفك أذاك عن الناس صدقه قال ويجزئ من ذلك ركعة الضحى فإذا صلى الله لركعتين الضحى كان كانما بذل ستين و300 صدقه والحديث رواه مسلم و وقت حر الارض يقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في الحديث الاخر الذي رواه مسلم وغيره صلاه الاوابين الاوابون هم الرجاعون الى الله التائبون من ذنوبه صلاه الاوابين حين ترمض الفصال الفصال أولاد الإبن حديثة الولادة تكون فرصنها لينة ما تقبل الأرض الحارة تتألم من ذلك يقول عليه السلام الصلاة الأوابين حين ترمض الفصال فإذا انتصبت الضحوة يعني بذل الشمس ساعتين وهكذا تكون الأرض كسبت حرارة من الشمس هذا الوقت هو الأفضل إذا أمكن لكن قد لا يتيسر للواحد أن يتعاهد قد يكون في عمل وظيفي أو مهني يتطلب منه إذا استلم العمل أن يستمر عليه وسع الله علينا إذا طلعت الشمس وارتفعت بقدر طول القائم المعتدل القامة فوق الأرض دخل وقتها ويصلي إلى قرب الزوال أي وقت يفعله إن شاء الله إلى خير فالله ركعتان أي صلاة الظحى وإن زاد بحسن أكثر ما ثبت أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فعله في عام الفاتح كما في حديث أم هاني بن تعم النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مخت علي بن أبي طالب ذكرت أنه دخلت يغتسل وتستره فاطمة ثم يأخذ كلام بينهم ثم تقول قام فصلى ثمانية ركعات هذا افضل شيء نقل عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أنه صلى في الضحى لكن ما لها عن الزيادة النبي لما ذكر صلاة الجمعة قال من غسل فاغتسل وبكر ابتكر إذا في المسجد وصلى ما كتب له يعني قد يكتب له ثمان قد يكتب له عشر قد يكتب له ستعاش كل هذا جائز لا حرج فيه قال وإن زاد فحسن لو حرست إذا قدرت صلي في كل يوم أربع ركعات كان ذلك حسن زدت فلا حرج لكن إن نقصت واقتفيت بركعتين فهذا حسن ثم تصور كون فكون هاتين الركعتين تؤديها في الضحى تبرئ ذمتك تبرئ ذمتك من ثلاثمية وستين صدقة هذا خير جربه الله لك بهذا الخبر الكريم من سيد البشر صلى الله عليه وسلم فأسأل الله جل وعلا بأسمائه والصفات أن يوفقنا جميعاً لما يحب ويرضى وأن يصرفنا عن كل ما لا يرضى وأن يجيرنا من الفتن ما ظهر منها وما بطن وأن يعز الإسلام والمسلمين وأن يذل الكفر والكافرين وأن يرينا في العاجل انقشاع العمة عن الأمة الإسلامية وزوار المحن التي تخالب على الأمة وأن يعاجل أهل الشام بالتوبه إليه جل وعلا بالصدق والانتصار على الأعداء باسرع وقت بمنه هو كرمه وأن يرينا في أعدائه أعداء الأمة الإسلامية النصيرية ومن يسندهم من الطائفة الاثني عشرية الطائفة الخبيثة الشيعية أن يرينا فيهم جميعا عجائب قدرته. كما نسأل جل وعلا أن يرينا بالقادرين على رفع هذا الظلم وإزالة هذا الكرب عن تلك البلاد ثم تركهم وإهمالهم أن يرينا فيها عجائب قدرته. كما أسأله جل وعلا أن يحفظ على بلادنا المملكة العربية السعودية أمنها على الدين والدنيا وأن يجعلها قدوة صالحة مباركة وان يوفق ولي امرنا لكل الخير ويصده عن كل شر ويعينه على نصر نصر الحق واهله وابدال الباطل واهله وان يقمع الفتن كلها وان يحمي اخلاق البلاد وان تكون البلاد خضرا للناس بالخير لا بالشر فهو جل وعلا قادر على كل شيء والحمد لله رب العالمين
0: The Shaykh Ta'ala again by saying in the name of Allah we praise him, we seek his assistance and we seek forgiveness from Allah from the evil of ourselves and from the evil of our deeds. There is no deity worthy of worship except, except Allah, he is Allah and he has no promise. For him is the dominion and the praise and he is able to do all things and may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon Muhammad. His friend and his messenger, the one as he sent is a mercy to all of mankind. He gave the message, he fulfilled the trust and he was sincere for the ummah. And he fought in the way of Allah, the true fighter. And may Allah be pleased with the companions, those who believed in him, and those who opposed their tribes and their families. And they migrated with the prophets, and they migrated to the prophets. And they carry this religion to the East and to the West. May Allah be pleased with them and make us from amongst those who are sincere in our love of them and our following of them. And may Allah Azza hate those who hate them. In proceeding, Sheikh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab Allah Ta'ala began by saying, And if he desires, he says, O Allah, the Lord of Jibreel, the Lord of Mikael, the Lord of of Israfil, the Creator of the heavens and the earth, the Noah of the unseen, and that which is apparent, you judge between your servants with that which they disagree. Guide me to that which they disagree. Guide me to the truth by your permission. Verily you guide those whom you desire to the straight path. Shaykh Muhammad bin Abdul Wahhab Ta'ala, mentioned this dua and the Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala in explanation of this he said so the first thing or one of the opening supplications that a person makes when he's praying uh, the night prayer is that he begins with this supplication and the Shaykh said Habib Allah Ta'ala it uh, has preceded other supplications in Sahih Bukhari and others, we've mentioned other supplications, the authors mentioned other supplications, but this is also from the recommended supplication, that a person would say the supplication when they began the night prayer. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala that Allah mentioned, or this supplication the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned Jibreel and Mikael and Israqir and these are like at the forefront of the angels. They yeah, are at the forefront of the angels. Jibril alayhi salatu salam is the one who carried the revelation from Allah to the prophets and the messengers. Uh, then the shaykh went on to explain Fatir al-Samarati wal-Art which is the creator of the heavens and the earth. Alim al-Ghaybi wal-Shahada Allah is the all-knower of that which is apparent and that which is hidden. So Allah wa Jalla is all aware about what the people want Him to see and what the people want to uh, hide from Him. Even to the extent, so this is with the creation, so Allah is all aware of the creation, that which is hidden and that which is apparent. And even that which they think. And if they have thoughts, Allah is all aware of their, their thoughts. As Allah said, يَعْلَمُ السِّرْرَ وَمَا أَخْفَى Allah knows that which is private and that which they conceal. So even if it is in the hearts of the individual, Allah azza wa jalla is all aware of it, even if they don't speak about it. Allah azza wa jalla is all aware of it. Verily, you decree between your servants, that part of the supplication, the shaykh said, Habibullah ta'ala, that Allah is the judge and his ruling is just and he does not oppress his servants his ruling is always just and he does not oppress his servants rather he forgives them and he pardons their faults so after the person has praised allah in this supplication then the person at the end toward the end of the supplication the individual asks allah to guide him to the truth and the Shaykh said the reason why the individual asks this is because verily Allah Jalla is the one who can, uh, remove harm from an individual. Allah has, Allah can remove harm from an individual. So, uh, when Allah, the Shaykh said, wa Ta'ala, when Allah created the creation, He gave them hearts. And He gave them intellect. And He gave them the ability to uh, to think, He gave them the ability to think, and likewise, Allah Azawajal He allowed them, or He gave them the ability to understand that this creation has a creator. It was not, uh, it did not create itself, but it has a creator. So the individual should ask Allah Azawajal for for guidance. Then the author, Rahimahullah, mentioned, and it is uh, desired that an individual begins his tashat, uh, tahajjud at night, the night prayer, he should begin uh, by praying two short units of prayer, by praying two short units of prayer. Then the shaykh went back, Habibullah Ta'ala, so he said, so the person, they in this with this supplication, they praise Allah and they glorify Allah, and then they ask Allah for guidance. And the individual... The Shaykh went back, slightly, He said, because the individual does not guide himself A person cannot guide himself But the guidance comes from Allah As Allah Taala said in the Qur'an uh, To the Prophet Allah Taala said in the Qur'an to the Prophet You cannot guide whom you love Verily this is in the hands of Allah So the person seeks the guidance from Allah Then the Shaykh, Habib, came forward again And he mentioned the two units of prayer so he said, so when a person begins, uh, before a person commences his uh, night prayer, he should begin by uh, two short units of prayer. And this was the action of the Prophet wasallam. The action of the Prophet, he would uh, commence the night prayer with two units of prayer. And then he would pray that which he wished. The shaykh said, Habibullah <laughs> Taala. at times the Prophet would recite uh, 100 verses from the Qur'an in one unit of prayer. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, she mentioned that when the Prophet Wasallam used to recite long verses or long chapters of the Qur'an, she would even sit in the prayer. She would even sit in the prayer until maybe 40 verses or less than 40 verses were left and then she would stand to complete the prayer with the Prophet Wasallam. Then the author, Allah ta'ala, mentioned that a person should have a consistent, uh, uh, you know, night prayer. That a person should have consistent, a regular night prayer that he's consistent in performing. And the shaykh said, Allah ta'ala, look, oh listener. And then he said, my brother, look, do you have uh, a particular amount of prayers that you perform at night? and that you're consistent in performing. If you have the ability, he said, if you have the ability to do it later in the night, you should do so. But if you do not have the ability, then you can do it at the beginning of the night. But what is important is that you're consistent in doing so. The least amount is one unit of prayer. The least amount is one unit of prayer. But then the shaykh said, Habibullah Ta'ala, but you should not be stingy in performing this act of worship. You should not be stingy in performing this act of worship. If you have the ability to perform five units of prayer, or seven units of prayer, or nine units, or eleven, or thirteen, then you should do so. And he said, Habibullah Ta'ala, that the Prophet وسلم, in his ninth prayer, he would not pray more than 13 units of prayer. And the shaykh said, Habibullah Ta'ala, no. Um, so, if the a person has the ability, they should be consistent in doing so. They should pray 11, or they should pray 9, or that which is easy for the individual. Then the shaykh said, Habibullah ta'ala, but if a person becomes distracted for a, a reason, if the individual becomes distracted, or the individual is, overtaking, is overtaken by sleep, and he does not pray the night prayer, then the sun rises. And after the sun has risen, uh, then it's permissible for the person to pray in between that time and the time of al Dhuhr. And the time of al Dhuhr. So the Shaykh said, "Hadith." So if it happens that you become busy, you become busy or you're overtaken by sleep, then you pray Fajr. And after the sun rises, uh, then you... It's permissible for you to pray between that time and uh, before the sun hits the zenith. Before the sun hits the zenith. Then the shaykh mentioned تعالى, but you do not pray uh, an odd number. You no longer pray an odd number. You should pray 12 for example. You should pray 12. So if your norm was that you prayed 11 at night, but because of some reason, You weren't able to pray the 11, when you pray in the daytime, you would pray 12. You would pray 12. And the shaykh mentioned Habibullah ta'ala. And this is for the person who becomes busy, becomes busy or the individual who uh, falls asleep without praying, or the individual who becomes sick. And the shaykh said Habibullah ta'ala, how many distractions does the the, the individual have? We have many distractions. So if a distraction takes place, the individual should pray uh, the night prayer instead in the daytime in the daytime, and this is before Salatul Dhuhr, it's before um, the, the the prohibited time enters. So the prohibited time is uh, right before the sun hits the zenith, until it uh, until it leans slightly after the zenith, that's the time it's prohibited. So once the sun has risen, Shaykh mentioned, after you pray al Fajr, you give it some time, the sun rises slightly, and then between that time and before the sun hits the zenith of the sky, then it's permissible for you to pray that which you missed in the night prayer. And then the shaykh mentioned عبيد تعالى, but it's important for the individual to be consistent with this night prayer. Uh, so the individual can pray five or the likes. And the shaykh mentioned عبيد تعالى, and uh, with regards to the night prayer, he went back to discuss uh, some issues with regards to the night prayer. So with regards to the night prayer, what is better and preferred is that the person uh, elongates their standing. Is that they stand in the night prayer for a long period of time. If they have the ability. And the Sheikh said, yes. they should not just suffice with Surah Al-Fatiha and a small Surah, a short chapter of the Quran. They should not suffice with this. But what is uh, uh, the Prophet has informed that that which has more blessings is the uh, the elongated standard. elongated standard. And what's meant by that is that the person recites for a long period of time. The person recites for a long period of time. And if we know, uh, the Prophet ﷺ would recite some surahs that began with hameen, and these were longer. And this was done in one unit of prayer. This was done in one unit of prayer, and the Prophet ﷺ would be cons- consistent in that. The shaykh said, Habibullah ta'ala, so you should make a plan and a decision that you would be consistent for the rest of your life with this. That you would be consistent for the rest of your life. If you desire to pray 11, then do so. Or less, then do so. And once again, if you miss it, then you would pray it in the daytime. And, but know that the Prophet sallallahu has informed us that the prayer at night is better than the prayer in the day. This is an encouragement for us, the prayer at night is better than the prayer in the day. Then the author rahimahullah mentioned, and it is recommended that the individual says in the daytime, or in the morning and at night, that which is reported. The shaykh mentioned al that you should try to be diligent and consistent with saying the supplications in the morning and at night. And one of the ways you can condition yourself in doing so is that you uh, purchase a book, is that you take a book that has these different supplications, the supplications in the morning and the supplications at night. For example, uh, you say, Oh Allah, uh, in your name we we have awakened and we put our trust in you to the end of the supplication. These are, there's an amount of supplication that a person can say at night. And in the morning and at night, likewise, the individual can say the supplications and that which they've memorized from uh, the supplications. And there are different types of wordings, there are several various types of wordings of these supplications. Then, uh, na'am. and then the, the Shaykh mentioned, Ta'ala mentioned, he mentioned the hadith where uh, praying in the home. One second. Na'am. But the Tawafil Beit Aftal, with the with the author Rahim Allah mentions, and making the obligatory prayer in the home is better. And the Sheikh said the Hadith of the Prophet وسلم, the best prayer after the obligatory prayer is that which you pray in your home. Is that which you pray in your home? And the Sheikh said the reason why praying in the home is recommended because, other than the obligatory prayer for the men, uh, because it illuminates the home, it brings light to the home. And likewise, it protects the home from the shayateen. It's a protection uh, for the home from the shayateen. So it's incumbent upon an individual for some at times he prays at home. And if someone prays with him, there's no problem in this. There's no problem in others joining him in his in his prayer. He didn't mention that then, he said that later on. And he said, uh, if a person's praying at home, uh, for example, the night prayer... Um, If someone's sleeping, or he wants someone around him to listen to the Quran, then there's no problem in him raising his voice. If someone is around him and he wants that person to hear the Quran, then there's no problem in him raising his voice. But if someone is sleeping, or he's going to disturb someone, then he should lower his voice. No. Now And then the Shaykh mentioned Habibullah Ta'ala that a person should not be, uh, should not race if he's reciting in, in, at night, if he's reciting in his mawafil, he should not race, he should not be very quickly, he should not be very quick in his recitation, uh, he should have a, a balanced recitation, and likewise he should not sing it like the, the saying of poetry. And likewise you should keep it, um, you should keep it private. Yani you should not the sheikh said you should not wake up in the morning after having prayed at night and then you go to work and you tell the people oh i prayed such and such at night or the likes the shaykh said habibullah ta'ala except if you want to encourage someone but in general you should keep it to yourself and you should not tell others then the sheikh mentioned habibullah ta'ala praying in the home and he mentioned uh uh Na'an. And then the Sheikh mentioned Habibullah <laughs> ta'ala, he reiterated the importance of praying at home, and said that this is something which purifies the home, and this is something which uh, brings light uh, to the home. And the Prophet sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned the, the importance of praying at home. It's the best prayer except the obligatory prayer. It is considered from the best of the prayer except the obligatory prayer. And then the shaykh Habibullah ta'ala said, it's permissible to pray. When you're praying at home, it's permissible to pray, to pray in congregation. It's permissible to pray other than the the obligatory prayer. For example, Salatul Duha or the likes. You can pray in congregation, but you should not make this a constant habit. You should not make it a constant habit so that others who do not have knowledge, so that they don't think it is the sunnah or that it is obligatory. So you can pray in congregation, a rawatib or like duha, but you should not do it constantly. And... Shaykh Abi mentioned as a proof for that that there was a companion that there was a companion that had requested, that had informed the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that he wants to have a musalla, a designated place in his home, that he praised the, the preogatory prayers. So the Prophet so he invited the Prophet to his home, and the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with his companions prayed two units of prayer in a part of this person's house. So that shows uh, that it's permissible to pray the Rawatib in congregation. It's permissible to pray this derogatory prayer in congregation because it was done by the Prophet Wasallam. Likewise, there's another hadith where Anas bin Malik uh, he said that he prayed uh, and a young boy they prayed behind the Prophet Wasallam, and an old woman prayed behind them and that was Anas' mother. That was his mother, she prayed behind. So the Prophet is praying in the front, he's leading them. Anas bin Malik and another young boy is praying in the middle. And uh, Anas' mother is praying behind. And this was not an obligatory prayer. So it shows you that it's permissible to pray this, the obligatory prayer in a congregation. But once again, it should not become a, a habit. Now, so the shaykh mentioned Prophet So even Salat al duha it's permissible to, for you to pray uh, in congregation, but it should not, be, uh, should not become a habit. Now And the shaykh mentioned, تعالى, And likewise, um, the Prophet وسلم, you know, at times he, we know that in Ramadan, the shaykh mentioned, تعالى, in Ramadan, the Prophet ﷺ prayed two, two nights of the night prayer in congregation, and then he stopped it. Because he feared that it would become a burden upon his ummah. Feared that it would become uh, obligatory and it would be a burden for us. ummah so the Prophet stopped it. So praying the uh, obligatory prayer upon the obligatory prayer in congregation should not become something which is consistent. And the Shaykh said, and the reason why the Prophet stopped doing it in congregation is because he was just as Allah described him as a mercy for mankind. So the Prophet did not want to make this a burden upon the ummah. And then the shaykh mentioned, or the author mentioned about um, uh, seeking forgiveness from Allah at night. Seeking forgiveness from Allah at night. And Allah wa had praised the people that seek he, seek his forgiveness at night. And then the author, Rahim mentioned that the supererogatory prayer should not be prayed uh, while a person is lying down. And the shaykh said that this may not be correct. And this statement of the author may not be correct because the Prophet said he said, pray standing And if you do not have the ability Then pray sitting And if you do not have the ability Then pray while lying down So the author's statement that It is not correct to pray while lying down Is it, it, that it's incorrect This is not a correct statement Then the author, Rahimullah Mentioned the time of the duha prayer And that is uh, Once the sun has risen slightly from the horizon Until before it hits the zenith until before it hits the center uh, of the sky above, before it hits the zenith, it's permissible for a person to pray Salat al duha And this was something that the shaykh... I'll say it at the end, I'll say it at the end. Naam, so this is permissible for a person to pray Salat al duha from the rising of the sun slightly after Salat al-Fajr until before the sun hits the, the zenith. And the shaykh said, Habib al although this is... Uh, because once the sun hits the zenith then it's not permissible to pray until it leans slightly and there is a, a shadow. And there is a shadow. And the shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, that there are exceptions to this prohibition. And from those exceptions, for example, if a person is praying, if a person is making tawaf around the Kaaba, if an individual uh, is making tawaf around the Kaaba, and after they finish the tawaf, now it's time for them to pray two units of prayer, then it's permissible any time of of the day. And likewise, if a person has prayed uh, at a masjid, and then he goes into another masjid during the prohibited time, during the prohibited time to pray, he enters into another masjid, but he wants to sit down, it's permissible for him to pray Tahiyyat al-Masjid at any time of the day. So the shaykh said, Habibullah Ta'ala, so in general, uh, there are times which it is prohibited to pray, but there are exceptions to... Uh, that those prohibitions. Now, then, um, then the author Raheem taala mentions that the time of praying Salat al-Duha when it's very hot, it's better, it's preferred to pray Salat al-Duha when it's very hot. And the Sheikh said, Hadith taala he described uh, something in that regard, and he said the Prophet ﷺ has informed us in an authentic hadith that when you wake up in the morning it's incumbent upon you to give 360 forms of charity. It is upon you to give 360 forms of charity. And this was in the hadith where the Prophet ﷺ said a person does not wake up except that upon his limbs it is mandatory upon his limbs to uh, deliver 360 forms of charity and then the companions of the Prophet ﷺ said, And who from amongst us has the ability to do so? When the Prophet ﷺ heard that, he said, Making takbir is charity, saying, Allahu Akbar. And making tahmeel is charity, that's La ilaha illallah. And every tasbih, subhanallah, is charity. And enjoining the good is charity. And forbidding the evil is charity. And removing something harmful from the path is charity. And guiding someone to the correct path is charity. And assisting someone in raising or holding his bags and putting them on the riding beast or something like that, it is also charity. And preventing yourself from harming others is charity. And if a person prays, this is the statement of the Prophet ﷺ, translation, if a person prays two units of prayer during the time of duha, it uh, fulfills all of those units, uh, it fulfills all of those forms of charity, which are 360 forms of charity. So, this was the hadith of the Prophet. So, the Shaykh said, Look at this hadith, and this hadith is reported in Sahih Muslim. It is reported in Sahih Muslim, these different forms of charity and these statements. And uh, uh, once again, the Taqbeer, Allahu Akbar, Ta'lila ila the SubhanAllah, enjoining good, forbidding the evil, those are two different forms. Uh, removing something harmful from the path, dying someone who is lost, helping someone with their bags, all of this uh, is different forms of charity. And by praying two minutes of prayer uh, for Salatul Duha, this uh, makes up for all of those forms of charity. And the time of Salatul Duha, the best time for Salat al Duha is when it is very hot. And the Shaykh mentioned, Habibullah Ta'ala, there's the hadith in Sahih Muslim where the Prophet ﷺ praised the Awabi the people who are described as being awabin, And awabin are the individuals who constantly repent and turn to Allah Jalla. They constantly repent and seek forgiveness from Allah for their sins. And the Shaykh said, Hafiqah wa another description of uh, when it is very hot, is it is at the time where the, the young camels, uh, when they cannot bear the heat from the ground. They cannot bear the heat from the ground. The Shaykh mentioned Habib Al Ta'ala that the young camels, their their for lack of better their their hooves or or you know their 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 paws, um, it's it's very sensitive. It's very sensitive. So uh, the young camel at a certain time during the day, um, right before salat al right before salat al they won't come out onto the ground because it harms it harms them. It's very hot. This is the time that it's best to pray Salat al duha. This is the time that it's best to pray Salat al Duha. the Shaykh said, Habib al ta'ala, it's possible that an individual because of his job or because of his occupation, that he doesn't have the ability to do so. But if he can, he should. If he can, he should. Meaning, once the sun has risen, after Salat al-Fajr, until before it hits the zawal, this is the time that it's preferred to pray Salat al Duha. Then the Shaykh said, Hadith Allah Ta'ala, that the least amount for Salatul Duha, the least number of units is two. But if a person wants to pray more, it's recommended. And the most that it is reported that the Prophet ﷺ prayed was seven, out of one was eight. The most that it was reported that the Prophet ﷺ prayed was eight. And this was in the Hadith of Umhani, where she mentioned that the Prophet ﷺ prayed eight units a prayer for Salatul duha From al-Duha, But the Shaykh said, Habibullah Ta'ala, you can pray more because there is no prohibition recorded. It is not reported that the Prophet ﷺ has, forbid, for, uh, has forbidden anyone from praying more. And you also had have, uh, when the Prophet ﷺ recommended praying before Jum'ah, before, before Salatul Jum'ah, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned whoever makes a ghusl and cleans himself, and then puts on a fragrance, and then walks to the masjid, and then prays as much as he wants, and prays as much. And this was during the same time when al Jum'ah is before the the sun; it's before the sun hits the zenith. So it's the same time. So in this hadith, you find that the Prophet said prays as much as he wants, and it's the same time as al duha which shows that it's permissible for a person to pray as much as they want. So the Shaykh said. So if a person wants to pray 8, or if they want to pray 10, or if they want to pray 16, all of this is permissible. All of this is permissible. And then the shaykh said, ta'ala. But at least the person should be diligent in praying 4 units of prayer. for salat al-duha. Try to be diligent in praying 4, but if you increase, there's no problem in doing so. And even if you only pray 2 units of prayer, it is permissible for you to do so. And... To keep in mind, the Shaykh said, "Habibullah Taala, please reflect over the fact that you praying two units of duha is like you giving three hundred and sixty forms of charity." And indeed, this is good that Allah Azza wa has provided for you. And then the Sheikh Habibullah Taala concluded the lesson by supplicating to Allah Azza wa uh, and mentioning His names and attributes. And, uh, asking Allah Azzawajal to make us, uh, to allow us to be successful in fulfilling that which is loved by Him and abstaining from that which is hated by Him. And asking Allah Azzawajal to give might and glory to Islam and to debate, uh, kufr and the disbelievers. And asking Allah Azzawajal with a quick, re- a quick removal of the trials and tribulations which the Ummah is facing. And to ask, and uh, ask, and He asked Allah Azzawajal to give ease to the people of, uh, of Syria and to allow them to repent to their Lord and to be sincere in their repentance and uh, he asked Allah to give them uh, uh, victory over their enemies and he asked Allah go to show us his His might and his ability by destroying the enemies from amongst the Nusayriya and those who are assisting them and um, from amongst the Rafida and other than them so he asked Allah go to show us his amazing might and glory uh, in putting this uh, an end to them. And uh, also, uh, by, we ask Allah to show us His uh, magnificent might and glory by also uh, dealing with the individuals who have the ability to stop the oppression which is taking place in Syria, but they choose not to stop, stop it. And we ask Allah as a result to preserve the, the, the safety and the security and the religion here in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and to preserve our worldly affairs and our religious affairs And we ask Allah to allow the ruler of this country to be a good example for the rest. And we ask Allah to give him the success to perform all deeds of good and to uh, prevent him from performing that which is uh, dislike and not pleasing to Allah. And we ask Allah to give him the success and the help in assisting the truth and uh, abstaining from all types of fitna. And we ask Allah to protect us from all types of harm. Uh, and to make us examples, good examples in all forms of good and to prevent us from all forms of harm. كل الساعة حفظكم الله تعالى إذا كان هناك درس في المسجد بعد المغرب وما في المسجد حتى صلاة هل أكتسب من العجر ما أكتسبه أو يكتسبه المصلّي الذي يصلي النوافل في
1: المسجد هل يكون له نفس الأجر لا شك أن من عمل عملاً مشروعاً يبتغي الثواب. فإن الله جل وعلا لا يضيع أجر من أحسن العمل لكن لما يذكر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إن العمل في محل في كذا أفضل منه كذا لا شك أن المحل الذي يتفق مع قول النبي هو الأكمل فالنوافل التي يمكن أن تصلى في البيت صلاتها في البيت أفضل وين صلىها في المسجد ف صحت لماذا لما يصلي الواحد في البيت يكون ابعد عنه الورياء ما يفكر في احد الا انه يفكر في مرضات الله جل وعلا اما اذا صلى في المسجد فان اعطانا الصلاه خشي ان يتهم وإن خفف خشي أن ينتقد سيكون مشهوراً في عبداء فالأفضل الواحد الذي يمكن أن يصلي في المنزل أن يصلي في المنزل النوافل الراتبه الراتب الأولى مطلوب منه أن يبادر في المسجد من مع الأذان أو قبل الأذان فهذا صعب أن يصلي الراتبه في المنزل أما بعد الصلاة فهذا أمر مهيس
0: So, uh, the individual is asking if there is a lesson in the masjid after Salatul Maghrib and I remain in the masjid until the Aisha prayer, do I get the same reward as someone who prayed the superiogatory prayers in the masjid? The Shaykh mentioned, I there is no doubt that if a person does action which is legislated and good while seeking the reward from Allah, Allah would not, uh, Allah would not waste his reward. But... When the Prophet has mentioned certain needs to be to be performed at certain times and certain places, doing it in the time and the place that the Prophet has described, it's better. So praying, for example, praying at home is better. <laughs> and praying in the masjid is allowed. But why is it better to pray at home rather than the masjid? Because when an individual prays at home, it is uh, further away from showing off is further away from showing off, and it is closer to seeking the reward of Allah But When an individual prays in the masjid, and it's possible that the individual elongates his prayer so that others don't uh, blame him for shortening it. And he fears if he shortens it, that people will say he's deficient. But in the home, this does not take place, so it is better to pray than in the home. And with regard to this arbitrary prayer before, Those which precede the prayer. If the person wants to get to the masjid on time, it may be difficult for him to pray these in at home. But it's better that he does. But after the prayer, after he has performed the prayer, it is easy for one to pray in the masjid. Um, Now, it is easier for one to pray in the masjid because the prayer, the obligatory prayer, has uh, ended. هل هل الحديث اربع whoever wrote this write right again because
1: it's
0: not there بكل <تصفيق> سآل
1: حبيب, حبيب مرات على متى يبدأ أو تبدأ صلاة الضحى صلاة الضحى تبدأ بعد طلوع الشمس وارتفاعها في حدود مترين فوق الأرض. لهذا الحدود يبدأ وقت صلاة الضحى ويستمر إلى فرض أذان الظهر بالدكاء وأفضله في وسط ذلك له ليست في شده الحر أو المنثر ولا قبل ذلك يعني الأوابين حين ترى النضج
0: So I the individual, ask, the individual is asking, "When does the time of the Salat al-Duha begin?" Sheikh The time of the Salat al-Duha begins after the sun has risen. Um, the, the length of two meters, around two meters from the horizon, and it continues until just before the Salat al-Duha. And the best time to do Salat al-Duha is in between this. al-Duha is in between this. Um, not that it should be when it is very hot more when it cools down but in between which is just before um al-dhuhr which is before salat al-dhuhr. Ta'ala, <laughs> كيف يكون الشخص خالصاً وصادقاً في اجتناب الشبهات والأحواء وكيف يكون صابراً وثابتاً على ذلك
1: هذا الصعب لكنه يصير على من يسره الله له يعود نفسه أن لا يعمل العمل إلا إذا اقتنع بأنه حق Allah يتناول إلا ما يجز ليتأكد
0: أن من asking how does a person uh, be sincere and staying away from that which is doubtful uh, and be patient and firm upon it. It is difficult, but it is easy for the person that Allah has made it easy for. Person should condition themselves that they only do that which they are content, that it is the truth. And likewise the person should only take when it comes to taking things, the person should only take that which they feel they have the right to take. And they should abstain from that which they don't. تأخير أخونا حكم وتعجيل
1: الزواج في صدق طلب العلم وعدم وعدم وجود النار النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم نرشد إلى ذلك قال يا معشر الشباب من استطاع منكم الباء فليتزوج يعني من كان قادر على تخليف الزواج فليتزوج قال ومن لم يستطع إما شغل بطلب العلم أو ما استطاع يدرك ما يجعله مهرا له تكلفة قال فعليه بالصوم فإنه له وجه لأن النبي قال من استطاع يعني فانه اغض للبصر واحسن للفرج البصر اذا طفح ينظر هنا وهناك افسد القلب فاذا لم يستطع الزواج فليكثر من الصيام حتى يقل تطلعه للحصول على لذة العرس والجنا عينوني عينوني I saw eight individuals asking what is the ruling on delaying marriage
0: because of seeking knowledge or because the individual doesn't have the means, the financial means. The statement of it, the Prophet has given guidance in this regard. And that is, the Prophet ﷺ said, said, oh, O youth, oh youth, whoever has the ability then get married. And Sheikh said the ability is that you have the financial ability to get married. Um, and then the Prophet ﷺ said "And whoever does that have the ability, meaning the individual is busy, so he doesn't have the time, or the individual doesn't have the financial means. He doesn't have the financial means to support the life, beginning from the dowry and the rest, then it is upon him to fast. It is upon him to fast. And then the Prophet said, um, because uh, Verity, um, about the marriage, the Prophet said about the marriage, it helps him to lower his knees and preserve his chastity. So the Sheikh said, Habibullah marriage to lower your gaze and preserve your chastity, because if an individual looks around at the opposite sex, this will be something which spoils the heart. And uh, so the Prophet advised The individual that doesn't have the ability to get married, the individual should fast. He should fast because this would cut off the desire, uh, the sexual uh, desire. The Prophet said, Notice the Prophet did not say. Uh, go and beg, seek money from the people. Prophet did not say that. Um, so this is not uh, befitting. Then the shaykh said, No, he could say, No, he could say, He in say, He could say,
1: نهى عن ذلك وينبغي للمسلم أن لا يقدم على الشيء أنها النبي عنه صلى الله عليه وسلم فالطلاق لا يكون في طهر جامعها فيه ولا في حال حياة إذا أراد أن يطلق المرأة فليطلقها بعد ظهرها من The
0: individual is asking is it um, correct uh, to divorce a woman while she's in her menses The Shaykh Mishnabi wal The Prophet ﷺ has uh, forbade this uh, So it's the feeling that the individual does not do something that was uh, forbidden by the Prophet ﷺ. a man should not divorce a woman uh, in between two minces that sexual relations have taken place, and likewise he should not divorce her while she's on her mintes. but the time to divorce her is after her minces and before having relations with her. يقول السائل حبيبكم الله تعالى هناك امرأة في الغرب تركب حافلة او قطار حتى تصل الى المسجد للدروس وهذه مرة تلبس النقاب وقد تجذب انتباه الناس في طريقها الى الدرس فهل هو افضل لها ان تشارك في هذه الدروس من بيتها عبر الشبكه
1: ام ماذا اذا امنت وهي في بيتها فهو افضل صلى الله عليه وسلم لا الله المساجد الله وبيوتهم خير لهم The question is asking there's a
0: woman in the west she. Rides the bus or the train, so that she can reach to the masjid for lessons, to attend lessons. And this female, she wears uh, a and this yes. has uh, attracted attention from the people while she's going to the, the lessons. Is it better for her to attend these or to listen to these lessons in her home by way of the internet? The shaykh said, if she has the ability to follow the lessons from her home, this is better. As the Prophet ﷺ said, do not prevent the female slaves of Allah from attending the masjid, but their homes are better. And likewise, the Prophet ﷺ said, if a female uh, requests from you to attend the masjid, then do not prevent her, but her, the home is better for her. كل سائل حديث ملاطه هل تمسكوا بحفظ منظومه سبل السويه للشيخ <متسخ> حافظ الحكمي رحمه الله تعالى
1: من حفظها فلا حرج عليه فيها خير واذا امكن واحد يحفظ شيئا ما يتعلق بالحديث or by the fakh, or by the book of the book of the Fara'a. This is useful, it's a good thing.
0: As-salamu alayhi, the individual is asking, do you advise people to memorize the book called Suqbal al sulim by Sheikh al al-Hakwa al-Rahim Allah Ta'ala? The Sheikh said if a person memorized it from this book, there is no problem in that, and that's, that's, it's good. But if a person likewise is able to memorize something from hadith, or something from fiqh, or something from firat, then this is very beneficial. (تصفيق) لَكُلْ (تصفيق) يَسْأَانُ عَبِيْكُمَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى هَلْ يَجُوزْ الصَّرَاطِ فَالنَّشْرَ الَّذِي يَأُمُّهُ أو يَأُمُّ الْنَّاسِ إِمَامُ
1: سُوفِي أو شِيَي أَمَّا شِيَي فَلَأَ يعني اثنين عشري رافضي ثلاثي يجوز ذلك وأما صوفي إذا كان الصوفي هذا المتنسخين فقط ليس مغرقاً في التصوف إن التصوف كلما تقدم الواحد فيه كلما كان قريباً من ما يسمى بوحدة الوجود كما كانت في الحال فيه من يسمى محب الدين بالعربي الحاكم هؤلاء لا تصح ولا على
0: بهم the individual is asking is it permissible to pray in the masjid which the imam of the masjid is a sufi or a shi'i the said not if he's a then it's not permissible to pray behind him as for the Sufi, if he's just someone who is very religious, extremely religious, then there's no problem. But if the individual is heavily indulged, uh, or heavily emerged into tasawwuf, the individual is heavily emerged into tasawwuf, then no. Because the more a person goes into tasawwuf, they get closer to the belief of al wujud, which is everything is Allah and Allah is everything, uh, or, or the, the world and Allah is one. Um, and this was the case where he mentioned with Majd al Ibn Arabi al hatimi an individual of the past. He was heavily immersed uh, into soul until he came to this point that we are Allah and Allah is us. So it is not permissible for a person to pray behind this type of individual. Istimra. <laughs> في البيت حتى يصلي منه يصلي جزءا قبل النوم وجزء بعد النوم لا
1: حرج في ذلك لا شك عن جمعه في وقت واحد افضل وافضله ان يكون في اخر الليل كصلاه داوود عليه السلام فان داوود عليه السلام أخبر النبي أن صلاته Prophet that أفضل Salat يقول كان ينام نصف الليل، ثم يقوم ثلث الليل، ثم ينام then he lay asleep sudusa الله وسلامه على then he was The
0: asking, is it permissible to divide the night prayer into two uh, sections, into two parts? to pray and consistently do this. Uh, to pray a portion before you go to sleep, and then wake up and pray another portion before al fajr. The shaykh said there's no problem in doing so, but uh, it is better that you do it one time. There's no problem, but it's better that you do it one time. Um, and the best time to do it is the latter part of the night, which was similar to the prayer of the Prophet, the Prophet informed that the Prophet, the Prophet used to sleep a portion of the night and then stand up for a portion of the night, and then once again sleep. So this is the best prayer for the peace and blessings of Allah be upon the prophets and the messengers. احصنا عليه المسلمون في بريطانيا يختلفون في عيد الفطر. يجعل عيد الفطر مع أو يصلي عيد الفطر مع وتجد بعضهم يجعل عيد الفطر أو يصلي عيد الفطر او انا أصلي عيد الفطر مع وهم وامتي تصلي عيد الفطر مع باكستان فهل يجوز لي ان ازورها
1: وذلك صله رحم ونحمي ذلك المملكه هي الان تعمل بقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم صوموا لرؤيته يعني لرؤية الهلال وافطروا لرؤيته الحديث الثاني يقول لا تصوموا يعني لا تصوم رمضان حتى تروا الهلال ولا تفطروا حتى تروا فان غم عليكم فاكملوا العده المملكه لا تزال ملتزمه بالتقيد بالسنه فالاقتداء بها في هذه الامور اولى من الاقتداء بجميع الناس في من العالم الاسلامي ليس اقتداء هذا بالمملكه وانما بِمَا أَمَرَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ
0: The individuals asking uh, the Muslims in, in Britain, they disagree with regards to Eid al-Fitr. Some of them, they do Fetir, they celebrate Eid fitr with the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, and some of them celebrate Eid al-Fitr with Pakistan. My question is, I celebrate Eid al-Fitr with the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, my mother celebrates not with Pakistan. Is it permissible for me to visit her because of keeping relations and ties. Uh, the Sheikh said Habib <laughs> the kingdom of Saudi Arabia uh, implements the statement of the Prophet ﷺ, Pray fast, begin fasting when you see it and break your fasting when you see it. Meaning the, the, the new moon. And likewise the statement of the Prophet ﷺ, Do not fast until you see the new moon. So the mumlaka the kingdom of Saudi Arabia implements the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. And because of that, if a person uh, celebrates with the mumlaka, uh, or celebrating with the mumlaka, it's, uh, it's, uh, nah, it's, it takes precedence to all of the other countries, even the Islamic countries. And the Sheikh said, not because it is the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Not because it is the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, but because this country implements the hadith or that which was ordered by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the Shaykh said,
1: and
0: there's no problem with you visiting your mother even though she celebrates it at a different time. ويقول السائل في مره انه ينوي التحل من الرياض الى جدا بسبب العمل فمن اين يحرم
1: كان عازما على اداء عمره من الان قبل ان يسافر فعليه اما ان يحرم بالطائره الا فاذا تيسر الوقت يخرج الى الميقات من من the
0: individual is asking, uh, he intends to travel from Riyadh to Jidda for the purpose of work. Uh, where does he uh, begin his ihram, or place his ihram? The Shaykh said, Habibullah Ta'ala, if he's certain uh, that he will make the Umrah, then from now, even before he travels, if he's certain from now that he's going to make the Umrah, then he has to put on the Ihram, he has to assume the Ihram when he's in the plane, or um, when he reaches the Miqat, before he reaches the Miqat, or after, after the Miqat, for the people of Riyadh, which kar, uh, is Qarmanazir, which is the same as the Ta'if. Ta'if,
1: al Ta'if Ta'if, yes.
0: No, and the also for him, if he's coming in the direction of Taif, he can put on
1: the alarm when he's in Taif. فنسأل الله بأسمائه وصفاته أن يعز الإسلام والمسلمين وأن يذل الكفر والكافرين والمنافقين وأن يعاجل المظلومين من المسلمين في كل مكان بالفرج وأن يرينا في المجرمين الظالمين من يهود ونصارى ومشركين وشيعين عجائب قدرته وأن يوفق المسلمين في كل مكان لإخلاص العمل لوجه الله جل وعلا والحرص على الاهتداء بهدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم كما نسأل الله جل وعلا بإسمانه وصفاته أن يحفظ على المملكة هذه البلاد أمنها على دينها ودنياها وأن يحقق ذلك المسلمين وأن يوفق ولي امرنا ملك سلمان لنصرة الحق واهله واذلال الباطل واهله وان اشعره في كل امر من الامور متقيدا بما جاء عن الله جل وعلا وعن رسوله وان يصده عن كل شر وان يهيئ لنا من امرنا رشدا انه موجب الدعاء واخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا
0: the Sheikh Habib al concluded the lesson by, by praising Allah as we done because of the blessings and his merits that he's bestowed upon us. And his blessings are all good and to abstain and to uh, prevent us from all forms of evil. We ask Allah to give might and glory to Islam and to be based on disbelief and the kufr and the, the hypocrites and to quick give us a quick, uh, or give quick relief to those of the Muslims who are being oppressed and uh, to show us um, uh, by way of punishing uh, the, those who are oppressing the Muslims from amongst the Jews and the Christians and other than them that Allah show us His, his might and that Allah Azza gives the Muslims um, in all places uh, success in being sincere and uh, true guidance or true following of the Prophet We ask Allah to preserve the religion and the worldly affairs of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and uh, to protect the rights of the Muslims. We ask Allah uh, to bless King Salman uh, to support the truth and to abstain from uh, that which is incorrect and to give him the ability uh, to follow the Sunnah, the Prophet, or to follow the orders of Allah. And the son of the Prophet ﷺ, and all of the affairs in our last supplication. As all praise be to Allah, the Lord of the worlds, and may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon Muhammad his family members and companions.